Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our garden. Every week we're looking at a different bird and this week we're looking at the spectacular golden oriole. In a very few places in East Angular, large popular tree plantations each year echo with the fluting song of the golden oriole, a sound that has an almost tropical quality. Even the bird's name has an exotic flavour and it certainly lives up to the name. Golden orioles are the size of a song thrush. The male is a wonderful golden yellow with contrasting black wing and a reddish bill. But for all his ostentation, he can simply vanish amongst those fluttering poplar leaves and can be extremely hard to see, and the shyer, greenish coloured female even more so. The best chance of catching a glimpse of this bird is when it flies between two strands of trees, and so for most people, the only indication that a golden oriole is around is their wee-o-wee-o song. Until the late 1960s, golden orioles were a scarce passage migrant here in Britain, with a handful of those stunning birds stopping off in spring and autumn on their way between continental Europe and Africa. But as we began to grow plantations of poplar trees to provide wood for matches, the birds found an ideal spring and summer home with us. When they are with us, golden orioles like airy, open woods and large parks. They live high in the canopy, where, in angled forks between branches, they build their cup-shaped nest. Poplars provide plenty of nesting places, and as a bonus, they are a food for many caterpillars, golden orioles' favourite food. Although there were as many as 30 pairs breeding in the Fen heartlands towards the end of the 20th century, the fortunes of English golden orioles are now in balance. Matches are no longer from poplar wood in Britain, and as these plantations reach maturity, they are harvested without being replaced, so the number of golden orioles have fallen in the UK. Conservationists are beginning to replant poplar trees to try and halt the decline, but despite this, now only just two pairs remain, so it might be too late to save this wonderful bird. In the future, our best chances of seeing this flamboyant songster may rest with the migrating birds as they pass through Britain each May or June. With its bright yellow plumage, the golden oriole is an incredibly striking bird. On the male golden oriole, his beautiful golden colour contrasts starkly with the largely black wings and tail, and a black streak that extends through each red eye. The female and juvenile are somewhat duller than the male, with yellowish-green upper parts, dark olive-brown wings and brown streak underparts. The female can also be distinguished from the male by its slightly smaller size.
Golden Orioles have a very distinct flute-like song, which can sometimes sound much like their name, Oriole. They can usually be heard from quite a distance. Experts say that even the layperson can hear and remember a Golden Oriole's call for life, upon hearing it only once or twice. The Golden Oriole also has a harsh chur alarm call. The Golden Oriole commences breeding in April when it arrives at its breeding grounds in East Anglia. The female constructs an impressive hammock-like nest which is woven from grasses, moss and lichen and suspended from the fork in a tree. Into this deep nest the female lays three to four white eggs speckled with dark spots. The eggs are incubated for 14 to 15 days by both adults. The chicks are fed insects by the male and female until they're able to fly at around 14 days of age. The golden oriole is an omnivore who prefers to feed on fruits and insects. Interestingly, golden oriole chicks are fed a large numbers of bumblebees. In autumn, towards the end of the breeding season, a greater proportion of calorie-rich fruits and berries are eaten, which help the golden oriole to build fat reserves in preparation for its long migration south. But throughout their time with us, they will also eat opportunistically, expanding their diet to include cereals and grains and seeds. So if you are exceptionally lucky, you might tempt one to your bird table with a good quality specialist mix, something like Peter and Paul in full song. We've all got a garden bird favourite, haven't we? And for a lot of people, that bird would be the robin. You might even buy live or dried mealworm as a treat for your special robin friend. It's a lovely thing to do and I'd never discourage it, but it's worth asking yourself if you've got everything else they need nutritiously in your garden. Robins are omnivores. They do have an insectivorous portion of their diet, so feeding mealworms fulfills this need. But they also require fruit and special tonic seeds as part of a balanced diet. Can your robin find these in your garden? And I say your garden because as you might already know, robins are territorial. They fearlessly guard their small territory from all other robins and won't enter another robin's territory on pain of death. So if you want to keep your robin fit and healthy, you should be making sure you are feeding everything a robin needs. In full song. And if you do feed in full song, you won't just be helping your robin, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your garden. Blackbirds, song thrush, dunnock, and maybe, if you're very, very, very lucky, a golden oriole. 
This mix contains, like all other Peter and Paul mixes, no filler seeds, seeds like wheat or naked oats, that can clog up feeders and offer little nutritionally to garden birds. And like all Peter and Paul mixes, in full song has added Nutravio, a unique and natural seed coating, which is a digestible energy source that inhibits bacterial growth. Nutravio can help prevent wild birds picking up common bugs, things like Salmonella and E. coli. Peter and Paul seed mixes have been created to promote normal behaviour in birds, encouraging them to sift and to sort, but also benefit from a more complete style of meal. Remember, if you just feed one type of food, peanuts let's say, you're not giving your birds everything they need. And that distinction could be the difference between birds surviving in your garden and thriving. Golden Orioles spend the warm months of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, throughout Europe and Asia's temperate regions. Britain has always been on the edge of their European range. This really is a Mediterranean bird, but unlike some, the changing climate is not helping it move north. During the colder months, most Golden Orioles migrate south to the heart of the African continent. Golden Orioles are populous and widely distributed throughout the world, and because of this, the IUCN and BirdLife International classifies them as a species of least concern for extinction. In the UK, however, it is classified in the red category of conservation importance, meaning urgent conservation action is required. In recent decades, the Golden Oriole bred primarily in poplar plantations in East Anglia in the UK, but as the market for this timber declined, many of the larger poplar plantations were replanted. The removal of this suitable nesting habitat is likely to be the reason behind the Golden Oriole's decline in the UK. All the more reason to feed them right in our gardens. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after golden orioles and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden that includes water and having the very very best food available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores and the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk well, That's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this look at Golden Orioles. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream and I look forward to speaking to you soon.